Hello and welcome to our Christmas 2021 edition of Talent Talks, a new podcast and now video series brought to you through the cooperation of the Talent City Centre Government, the City Centre New Arrivals Council and the City of Talent as part of the Talent City Centre for New Arrivals Projects. I'm Chantal. And I am Solis Rose, and we're both part of Talent's international community. We're happy to help you connect to your new city and to feel more like a local. This month, we'll be digging deep into Christmas in Tallinn, speaking with Merit Halang, a member of the Old Town Christmas Market Organizing Committee, and Marie Peva from Visit Tallinn to get to know both the past and the present highlights of Christmas events in the city. And we'll be welcoming back Lunit Sundia, the head of culture in Tallinn's culture and sports department, and meeting Rego Arvin, who's an awesome drummer, TV show host, and a music streaming platform founder, to discuss Tallinn becoming a UNESCO city of music. All these coming up on this episode of Tallinn Talks, but first up as always, the local news. Right, let's get straight into the news. And as you already know, winter <laughs> is here. The snow and Christmas are definitely here. And with them, the Christmas markets and events. So as always, Old Town is bristling with Christmas cheer. The lights are up in the streets, the tree is up in the Old Town Square, uh, and the Christmas markets are up and running until the 2nd of January, every night until 7 p.m., but still serving hot drinks, continuing until the evening until 10 p.m. We'll be talking more in detail about the history of the Tallinn Christmas market in our December podcast, so tune in there to learn more. And just around the corner, Nicoli State Church has once again come to life with a beautifully decorated tree by Estonian Norwegian home design company Shishi. And events such as organ concerts and Christmas decorations making workshops are being held on the 11th and the 18th of December 2021. And over in Neblesner, there's another beautiful tree, also decorated by Shishi, a small igloo craft village serving gingerbread, drinks, playing music with open fires, and a lot more. So saunas are also available to be booked by small groups, and the Kai Art Center will continue to hold children's film and craft events every Advent Sunday. And every Sunday, again, leading up to Christmas, you can also visit the Christmas land on Stromi Beach, where children's performances, games, Santa meet and greets, workshops, uh, horse-drawn carriage rides and carousel uh, rides take place from 3 to 7 p.m. And the 26th Jazz Car Christmas Jazz Festival is up and running until the 14th of December, starring international artists such as Salvador Sobral, Marc Rubeau, and three tribute events, including a tribute dedicated to the wonderful Louis Armstrong to mark 120 years since his birth and 50 years since his death this year. More information about the event and tickets is available at jazzcar.ee, and that's jazzkaar.ee. The 2021 Ice Women Festival kicks off on the 10th and 11th of December in the Port of Tallinn. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that one. And just like any swimming competition, at least not one that I've been to, uh, participants will be <laughs> swimming 50, 100 and 200s of the breaststroke, the backstroke, the butterfly, but they'll be doing it in ice cold sea water. There'll be food and there'll be hot drinks at the event and an after party after the medal ceremony on Saturday night. So come out, come out to cheer on those who are far braver than most of us, including myself, on shore. <laughs> I seriously do not, for the life of me, understand how people choose willingly to swim in iced cold water. I mean, 
I've tried it once. Well, I've dipped in for two seconds, and I understand that it was incredibly refreshing, but I can barely get into a swimming pool in the summer. Refreshing is not the, <laughs> the word not that the comes to mind when I think of <laughs> swimming in iced cold water. Even putting my hand in the fridge is cold enough. <laughs> <laughs> but have you tried ice skating? I haven't. Well, I have, but I don't know how to do it. I would love to learn, though. Well, mm -hmm. you can go skating in the newest and most modern open-air skating rink in Tallinn, which is opening at the beginning of December in Tondiraba Park. Or check out the five-minute light show happening on the walls of Patrai Sea Fortress every evening from 5 p.m. There's so much to do, so much light brightening up these dark winter days. Well, and we'll also be diving into this in detail in our December podcast. But on November 8, UNESCO announced that 49 new cities will be designated as members of the UNESCO Creative Cities Network. Among them is Tallinn, which will forevermore bear the title of UNESCO City of Music from 2022. Whilst Tartu and Viliandi have previously had the honours of being designated network cities for literature and crafts and folk art respectively, this was Tallinn's first application for the network and was heavily supported by the Tallinn Music Strategy 2022-2025, which basically focuses on offering additional opportunities for creating and enjoying music in the city, as well as developing the city's music industry. Talent joins other new entries in the cities of music network, such as Abu Dhabi in the UAE, Batumi in Georgia, Belfast in Northern Ireland, and Santiago de Cuba of Cuba. More information about all this, especially, um, you'll find this on www.talent.ee forward slash city of music. Now, you may have heard mention of the participatory budget, which enables every registered resident of Tallinn, who's at least 14 years old, to cast two votes for how a portion of the city's budget is spent. 126 ideas were submitted, and residents now have the ability to vote on the top 26, spanning the different areas of the city. So, looking at the city centre district, there's nearly 130,000 euros up for grabs, with some of the proposals up for vote, including a poetry trail, which will leave fragments of different poems by 30 Estonian poets around a trail in the city to be discovered, uh, creation of mental health friendly city spaces, a square for crawling babies to explore and develop safe, uh, safely in the outdoors, and placing musical instruments around the city. Full details of all of the budget ideas and the ability to vote online can be found at talent.ee forward slash ENG for English forward slash participatory budget. Uh, voting closes at midnight on the 12th of December. Oh, still on that budget. And now to some good news for families. As part of the draft city budget for Tallinn, which is currently awaiting approval by the city government, a 50 euro cash payment is proposed for all primary, secondary and vocational school students at the start of the school year. The back to school benefit was introduced to help with the cost of school supplies. This is in addition to the current 320 euro benefit for a child starting first grade. And last month, the design contract for the new Tallinn Hospital was signed with two Italian companies at a deal cost of 17.8 million euros. Mayor Mihal Kolvart calls the development one of the major projects of the century for Tallinn, looking to create a comprehensive hospital organization with modern medical campus, not only for the residents of Tallinn, but also for people from all over Estonia. 
The funds for the project are expected to come from the 969 million euros allocated to Estonia in the EU's COVID-19 Recovery and Resilience Plan. The fund was set in October 2020, which helps EU countries fight COVID-19 and revitalize their economies. The allocation supports projects which are implemented up to December 2026, so the clock is ticking. Due to the tight schedule, the project has been divided into partially parallel phases. So the design work is starting immediately, uh, with aiming to be completed at the beginning of 2024. There are three construction phases in planning. Preparation in 2023, the main building begins in 2024, uh, with the project conclusion period in the summer of 2026, all in time for that budget to apply. And then a final move-in in 2027. We'll keep you updated as this project progresses, as it's gonna be a great addition to the facilities in the city. Now, away from all that, have you visited the Tallinn Botanic Gardens? Its open air areas and greenhouses with over 8,000 species turned 60 this year on December 1, having been established in 1961 as an institute for the Academy of Sciences of Estonian Soviet Socialist Republic. In honor of the milestone, this year has seen refreshes to the Palm House and Alpine Garden with further improvements to the main administrative buildings set to be completed by the end of this year. Visitors can explore and enjoy the beauty of the plants and biological diversity every day from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. during the winter season. And last but not least, a COVID-19 update. A counselling, vaccination and testing point is still operating in Freedom Square in cooperation with the City of Tallinn and the Medical Centre Confido. The centre serves all visitors without need for pre-booking every day from 9am to 9pm, including administering booster shots. The centre is currently servicing over 600 patients per day, and you can choose between Pfizer, Moderna or J Janssen vaccines, with PCR testing available free of charge with a referral or 44 euros without a referral. Counselling and vaccination points are also open in Lasname, Poyatelin and Baltiam. Estonia is widely known as a country inspired by music, with its very liberation strongly linked to song. It therefore came as no surprise to some when the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization, UNESCO, conferred on the city of Tallinn the title UNESCO City of Music in November 2021. A little background. The UNESCO City of Music program is part of the larger UNESCO network of creative cities program, which was launched in 2004 with the aim of highlighting the role of culture and creativity in sustainable urban development. There are seven categories in this network and it's worth noting that one city can belong to only one category. And so, Tallinn joins other Estonian cities like Tartu for literature and uh, Viliandi Crafts and Focal Arts, or rather Folk Art, um, as a UNESCO creative city. Now, one may wonder why Tallinn and what does this mean for Estonia's capital? I have been joined in the studio by two gentlemen. Now, he's no stranger to our podcast. Leonard Sunja is the head of culture and talents, culture and sports department. And next to him, uh, we have Rego Aven. He's a fantastic drummer. You should check him out. Uh, he's a television show host and the founder at Firmus. It's a fair trade and revolutionary music streaming platform. We also like to call him a music educationist. Thank you very much for joining us, gentlemen. 
Thank you. Pleasure to be here. All right. Indeed. First question. Why Tallinn? I think that would go to you. Well, it's on one hand, it's a very simple question, and it was a simple question for us because I mean, Tallinn is a music city, and mm. you know, it's been a music city, city since the Middle Ages, and if you think back uh, to all this singing revolution mm. process and our also UNESCO um, intangible heritage listed uh, song and dance festival traditions. Uh, then it's quite obvious. Uh, then on the other hand, of course, as you mentioned, there are seven different categories and uh, there are many great designers in Tallinn and uh, you know many talented filmmakers. So we could be uh, many of those other um, categories as well. And that, that would have been my second question. Why music um, in all those categories, like exactly as you said, seven? Why music? Why did we, or talent, go for music? But I think, all in all, I think we had a, a greater interest from the music sector, who actually were also addressing us and asking, you know, should it be something that we should uh, pursue? Mm -hmm. And uh, if you think about, uh, I mean, I, uh, the, uh, how uh, music education is linked even to the general education program in Estonia, it's actually, you know, we take it as self-evident, but uh, it's qu quite unique in the, uh, in the world. And I think uh, our uh, music life mm. is uh, very vibrant. And, you know, m mentioning already the song and dance festival traditions, we also have so much new music. We have so many talented world-class composers, conductors, um, music groups that uh, are famous, uh, famous in the drummers. world. Famous drummers. <laughs> Kinda. Yes, thank so, you. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it, it was a logical choice for us. How did this news come to you? How did you take it as an artist? Uh, obviously, I popped the champagne, but uh, <laughs> but I was linked to the the idea of becoming okay. the the UNESCO City of Music, mm -hmm. um, also from like from the start, mm -hmm. and uh, and I must say this is something that I really do love about Estonia and uh, love about Tallinn, that um, when I had the this wild idea that one day we should combine. Um, two things that are really dear to me and I know that a lot of people cherish it as well. It's the, the really best preserved medieval meat town uh, in, in Europe, but maybe um, in the world. And uh, maybe we should combine architecture with jazz music that is, okay. that is also uh, really like international and universal and it is the, like, the main thing is the spark of creativity. I'm uh, linked to um, a jazz club mm -hmm. that is called Philly Joe's. Ah, yes, it's Old Town. Uh, uh, it's in Vava, Freedom Square. Vava de Savayak, right? Vava de Savayak, yes, exactly. Beautiful. Correct. Yes. And uh, it's uh, uh, Freedom Square, Vava de Savayak 10, so everybody can find it. But um, uh, it has been going on for eight years. And for last year, we have had a perfect partnership with Tallinn. So for me, it's actually, it's a miracle. I, I lived in New York for a half a year. We tried to start a Philly Joe's New York there. And, uh, and obviously I have been to tens of different uh, jazz clubs and never, 
ever in any city you can ever find a chess club that is so in the middle of the city center. It's like, it's impossible, but somehow it's in Tallinn. It is possible. So, so for me, the music capital of the world is in, in jazz music sense, for, for at least, uh, is Tallinn. Now, besides jazz music that you, mm -hmm. you zeroed in on, let's look at the music industry as a whole. How do you think, I think that would go to you, Leonard, how do you think that this um, title, what impact, rather, would mm -hmm. it have on the music industry? Or could it just be like a ceremonial one? Uh, when it comes to UNESCO City of Music, it's on one hand, it is a title mm -hmm. and you can take it as a, you know, appreciation, token of appreciation, what mm -hmm. we already have. Mm -hmm. But uh, on the other hand, it really is an opportunity. It, uh, and it's a network. Uh, it's a network of uh, like-minded cities. It's a network of cities who have, you know, all agreed that uh, this is um, an area we want to uh, focus on. We want to uh, figure out how even though we are doing good, we can do even better. And I think uh, uh, from uh, why we were also successful bidding the first time, because not everybody manages yeah. to do that. So it was people, actually the first you know, time. <laughs> try it two, five. three times. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I'm really happy about that. I think the, uh, the main ingredient of uh, success was that, you know, we didn't do it alone. We really... We, uh, we gathered, you know, 80 uh, professionals from different uh, organizations, uh, you know, from the Music Academy to uh, Choral Society to drummers like uh, Rego. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, it's about uh, gathering all these relevant uh, players in the field. And, mm -hmm. uh, and we, we, we did a music strategy for four years. So uh, I think, well, the key elements there, of course, it's about uh, internationalization, it's about cooperation, it's about creating opportunities to do something together with other musicians. It's also very much about uh, uh, audience development and music education. It's, uh, it's about, uh, you know, through music, building a more cohesive uh, society and community. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about accessibility, because okay. I think l last year we also had, uh, we did one survey, uh, asked people why they don't participate in cultural life as mm. actively as they uh, could or as they would want to. And, uh, you know, of course, if you leave aside the more banal answers, like I don't have enough free time, mm -hmm. uh, then uh, quite high on the, uh, on the reasons was, uh, you know, it's the tickets are okay. uh, too expensive, mm -hmm. the cost uh, prohibitive aspect of it. Yeah. But then it could be also, you know, other reasons, like I would like to go, but I don't have nobody to go with. Or I would go, <laughs> but happen. I can't take my kids <laughs> along. Or, Babysitters are quite... Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, maybe there are are also some uh, clever ways that uh, we can uh, offer solutions to uh, these kind of uh, problems. But another important topic is also the music uh, industry sector yes. because, and this is something we intend to do also within these four years that actually... As part of the strategy? As it's yeah. part of the strategy that we also will um, measure the economic impact of uh, several music festivals because, I mean, we all know that it's... Uh, 
it's more than uh, what what it's uh, ticket money yeah. and you know a lot of people uh, get to offer their services and get their salaries uh, from the big event but uh, you know in order to be able to prove it also to others we 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 want to measure it more than we have done uh, before do you foresee an economic impact in in the sense that is it something that is going to be significant I don't think the title itself uh, really matters that okay. much, but if together with all the partners that we have around mm -hmm. the table at the moment, if we work four years, then I'm pretty sh positive that there are going to be positive results. Ah, okay, so it's more a matter of what we do exactly. with this title um, yes. on the ground. As I mean, the city of Tallinn has, of course, also allocated uh, a budget uh, over 300,000 euros a year mm -hmm. for new initiatives, for new projects. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it doesn't have to be always uh, completely new things. It can be also empowering some uh, existing, uh, existing things. Mm. And uh, one thing we also uh, want to do is to uh, make uh, music more visible or perhaps audible in the in the city environment in the cityscape you know be it yeah. uh, some musical installations be okay. it some musical sculptures be it some you know it can be walking routes with a soundtrack or you know these are these are all things that we still uh, are going to work on we don't know exactly what they're going to be why should talentless care about you know talent being designated a music city Everyone knows somebody who has been to the, the, the song festivals. Um, everybody has somebody in their family who has really had some, uh, you know... Experience? Yeah, uh, like academic um, training. That's what I mean. Music, yeah. Mm -hmm. So for me, the, the UNESCO uh, Music City title is kind of like a call to action. So we, we, we really can now put our finger to like one of the priorities maybe culturally because Tallinn is small but but I think it's like really super uh, like clever city and and uh, obviously it's a smart city. It's, yeah and it's a pragmatic city mm -hmm. so um, I'm I'm a really big fan of um, of the uh, psychological uh, balance Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the people who, who really work hard and uh, as we know about the unicorns and the startup culture in Estonia, there are people that work like three days in a row. So I think music is definitely one of the, the things that we, we can actually say, like music makes the world a better place. And, yes. and, and it really, really can, can uh, take the the load off your shoulders and uh, and uh, and everybody can find a music like style of music or an artist to relate to and and obviously uh, all all the people in Estonia and in Tallinn are, are super proud of sharing the the city with uh, one of the uh, you know most performed com living composers in the world i don't know 5 years in a row Arvo Pärt so so can you imagine, uh, uh, like, uh, you cannot actually go and meet uh, Mozart or Beethoven, they are busy, but, <laughs> but you can uh, actually meet in a gro grocery store, uh, Arvo Pärt, and, uh, and ask like, hey, 
But like I mean, to, to, to add to what you're saying, I think uh, maybe more directly, of course, it, uh, this platform offers possibilities to musicians mm-hmm. to, to do projects together with, uh, with their colleagues abroad. But this then again, you know, uh, translates to a richer uh, musical life in Tallinn later okay. on because these uh, things, uh, you know, the, exactly. in, in, in music and in culture in general, yeah. these kind of interpersonal links are actually the things that is sustainable. This yeah. is something that keeps, keeps giving the fruits later on. Yeah. yeah. And I, if, if I could add just two things, one, one of the... Like, beautiful things that has kind of grown um, like through the concrete uh, has been Tallinn Music Week. Yes. It, it, ha- mm-hmm. it has grown and, and uh, the Tallinn is like really looked at, uh, uh, at like a music city already for, for all those years because all those experts uh, fly from all over the world to to hear to to witness the the music the fresh music and the fresh ideas uh, of the region mm-hmm. i saw in the states sometimes people didn't know uh, what is the capital of estonia which is obvious you know there are no cities that are that small in the states i was like going to the city of columbus i don't know if you know it's bigger than riga but <laughs> nobody because it's so small so but it was really beautiful so But everybody knew jazz car, which is the biggest jazz yeah. festival in, in Tallinn. So everyone I talked to, everyone, like, okay, I was talking to musicians, maybe. <laughs> but makes sense. everybody knew jazz car. It was like elementary. So that is how, how actually a smart city can, can really communicate itself through those mm-hmm. things. And, uh, and I think it's beneficial in so many ways. So I guess it all boils down to the transcendent nature of music and how Mm. it breaks boundaries and just goes beyond all that. Okay. Um, Thank you very much for joining us. But before we go, any last words? Anything we should look forward to? I have one thing. (laughs) Yeah, please. (laughs) And then you can maybe, you know, I don't know if you are already a, a keen user and listener of Uh, Fermas, because <laughs> obviously, if we are from the capital of unicorns in Europe, mm-hmm. then uh, we had to, we just had to combine um, the the fair trade music streaming and um, and the music. Mm-hmm. So uh, th- there has been a problem. Uh, I don't know if you have noticed. We have a medical situation in the world, mm-hmm. so oh, which pre- prevents uh, prevents <laughs> us going to some concerts the way we did. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously musicians don't have that many concerts. So uh, there is a, a, um, a problem of how the musicians relate to their craft. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that stayed um, uh, from their, I don't know, practice was the recorded music. But as we know, the streaming platforms, they, they don't tend to actually give too much back to the regular musicians. Ed Sheeran is like great and Beyonce is doing good, but all the others, not so good. So we decided that we turn it around and we let people decide uh, like to whom their every month subscription fee goes. So everyone who subscribes to Fermas, your money is going to those musicians you listen to. So this will actually create a lot of communities around the world, 
around mm -hmm. every little artist and band and gives everyone a fair chance. And then it gives a direct support, like if you want to support your favorite musician, mm -hmm. then you know that this is going directly exactly. to them. Yeah, and the money is isolated. It goes anyways. If you listen to one second to one musician, they will get it. Okay. And obviously, uh, it is all done kind of in, in the name of Tallinn, UNESCO Music City. Because one day, Paul McCartney <laughs> will send us a postcard saying, hey, thank you, Tallinn. <laughs> Well, Only one thing I wanted to add to you, yes. and it's, it's a good example in the sense that it actually should be shared with other uh, UNESCO music cities mm. as well. And I've been only to one network meeting mm -hmm. uh, two and a half weeks ago, and it was actually, to my surprise, how active all the members are there. And they are really sharing good things like uh, that with each other. And, mm. you know, Fermus, we can tell to them, and maybe I'm quite positive that there's something that we can uh, learn from the others in the Music Cities Network. Well, exactly. there you have it. An idea is born right here on Talent Talks <laughs> Podcast. Thank you so much, both of you, for joining us. Uh, thank you for passing through and basically enlightening us on what all this means, uh, what it means for the city, what it means for the people, what it means for the music and creative arts industry as a whole. Um, uh, Leonard and uh, Rego, thank you. And uh, hopefully maybe... In the future, we would have a bit more to talk about when more things have been implemented and we're seeing the fruits. Exactly. Oh, we'll right. be back. Thank you. All right, thank you. thank you too. Well, you heard it. In 2022, the city of Tallinn will go by the title UNESCO City of Music. With all the events lined up, I'm quite sure the city will have no issues living up to this title, this festive season especially. My name is Solis Rose Quarte. Thank you very much for watching. So one of the highlights of winter in Tallinn is Christmas, whether it be just walking around the city and seeing the lights and decorations or visiting the Christmas markets. And I wanted to dig in a little deeper about the Christmas markets, their history, how they came to be, what it's like to be part of the markets themselves, and who better to take us through this than Merit, who's been organizing the Christmas markets for 13 years, or Mari from Visit Tallinn. So welcome to you both. Thank you very much for, for sharing some time with us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Cool. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, Merit, let's start with you. You've been part of organizing the organizing committee for, for the markets for 13 years. Yes. What is it like? What goes into organizing such, a, such an event every year? Well, it's a big process and it takes a lot of time. And obviously, since we've been doing it, this is our 12th year this mm -hmm. year. So, uh, over the years, we have learned a lot of things. Like the first years, we really didn't know what we were doing, how it was <laughs> going to look. And so every year we t try to improve ourselves and improve the market to make it even more magical and inviting to all the people, so yeah. Sure. And what are some of the biggest challenges you have to, that get thrown at you every year? Well, um, obviously uh, picking the vendors every year. Okay. Because there are a lot of people that want to take part as vendors from the Christmas market and how to place them on the market so you just can't like put, um, like sweaters and drinks together, you have to kind of separate them and put them in groups. So okay, so they out. are grouped into yes, like yes. food, gloves. Yeah, so you okay. have like uh, food and drink streets kind of, and then you have like, um, yeah, like knitwear and other souvenirs like that. Okay. Yeah. And how, what's the application process? Is it mainly or all 
Estonian people that apply or is it people that from, from all over? It's mainly Estonians, but we do have some um, vendors from uh, Lithuania okay. and uh, Latvia as well. But yeah, it's mainly Estonians. Okay. How is the the vendor or the people that are applying, how has that changed over time? I remember last year, potentially, there was like a champagne bar that I hadn't really seen before. I was hoping that was going to be there again this year. Um, how have you seen kind of uh, the different types of vendors change? Well, uh, the main vendors are food vendors and uh, souvenir and okay. uh, clothes knitwear uh, vendors. but. With the last two years, uh, because of COVID, the market has gone a lot smaller. Right. So we have had to cut back some of the vendors. So we have a lot of uh, locally made food and drinks and handicrafts yeah. and everything like that. Got it. Okay. Awesome. And what, um, maybe Mary, going to you, what is the attendance at the market? What does this do for tourism for Tallinn over the Christmas period? I mean, I think I read that nearly 200,000 people, maybe that was before COVID times, but uh, 200,000 people attend the, the markets every year. Um, yeah, I think maybe Merit knows the numbers a bit better, but <laughs> it is, on a normal year, we don't really need to market the Christmas market. It's so well known. It's such a brand for Christmas in Tallinn that it, it, it really does bring people from everywhere okay. so from Europe from America people you know just uh, we even used to have uh, special Christmas cruises that would bring people here to visit the market so it, it is a magical place um, and it is uh, definitely something worth visiting okay and the market I didn't know this but the markets were actually started by or the I conceived by an American who moved and then lived in Estonia and I think still potentially lives in Estonia. Uh, but yeah, it was actually kind of a, a, a hybrid concept between America and Estonia um, in the 90s. Yes, that was a bit before my time, probably <laughs> when it was, uh, when it was uh, launched. But it was an interesting story, yeah, because he came from America and he had some connections in Estonia and he wanted to start a business uh, here. And then he also, just among other things, decided to start a, a Christmas, Christmas market. market. Um, and the Christmas tree in Old Town Square, we claim that to be, I think, the first time that it's recorded that someone decorated a tree for, for the Christmas season. Yes, and put it in the middle of a square. And the, put it in the middle of a square, which was 580 years ago. Today is the first time, well, not today, but this, this year, year <laughs> is the first time that was recorded, I guess, in some form of historical yes. book or, or whatever. Yes. It was um, let's talk about that and that story. It was the um, Brotherhood of Blackheads which is a guild, well, was a guild in uh, medieval Tallinn, so during the Hanseatic uh, times. These were merchants that were unmarried. So these were wealthy men who didn't have wives, but who still uh, formed a guild, because as opposed to the Great Guild, so which is now the His uh, Estonian History Museum in the Old Town, that was for um, merchants who were married and who were the richest in Tallinn. Got it. So the, Blackheads were also wealthy, just unmarried. And they got up to all sorts of hijinks. And uh, one of those was- As single men do. Exactly, yeah. they had a lot of time in their hands. Um, <laughs> so they, we don't know why, but they decided to uh, bring their Christmas tree because this was actually their own Christmas tree that they kept in their guild house okay. during Christmas. For the last day of Christmas, I believe, or just after Christmas, they brought it to the uh, town hall square. Okay. They made it, uh, they, sorry, they brought it to the town hall square, they decorated it, they danced around it, and later they took it into the town hall, I believe, and lit it on fire. 
Right. Yes. Dramatic. Yes, that was okay. there. Um, and I read that actually Peter the Great once attended this ceremony, apparently in 1711. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Okay. Amazing. So star-studded, uh, star-studded event. Yes. Um, Merit, what's, uh, what's the biggest challenge you've had this year with the markets and, and getting everything planned? Was there a bit of uncertainty around whether it could happen, how it could happen, who would be able to come? Yes, uh, the uncertainty is the key word this year, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and the main problem was the preparation time was so short, so we didn't know uh, whether the market would be happening and uh, also, the vendors didn't know if they would have to prepare and order things and uh, make sure because it's 38 days this year, so they have to be prepared for a pretty long period to be able to have enough wow, okay. goods to sell. Got it. Yeah. And this year, am I right in saying it's a little shorter than in the past? We're ending on the 2nd of January, yes. right? And it's normally, if I was reading correctly and learning all the new things about the market, normally the 7th, which ties in with the, the, the Russian Orthodox yeah. Christmas. Okay. So we're finishing a little earlier this yes. year. Okay. And is that just because of that long kind of period and the, yeah, yeah. And the, the hesitancy? Okay. Um, now, one thing to clear up about the market. So I have quickly realized that Glog is not mulled wine. <laughs> Um, when I walk around the market, I'm seeing everything from cherry to blueberry to sea buckthorn to, to all kinds of different things. So what can you tell me about the difference of that? Um, I think Glug is mulled wine, or it at is? least it can be. Okay. But we do sometimes add spirits into it, or for example, yeah, syrups or fruits of all sorts of kinds, but it's still, it's still wine, it's still mulled wine. Okay. It's just, um, you know, spiced and we like to add some extra flavor. And sometimes a, a little extra... A little kick, yeah. A little extra kick to yeah. it, okay. <laughs> the markets are just one thing that's happening in the city um, over Christmas. There's so much going on and we talked about this in the news section. Uh, but maybe, Mary, do you want to take us through some of the other big things that are happening for Christmas yeah, sure. over the period? Yes, there are lots of things happening. Uh, for example, in the old town, we have on Vero Street, so which is the main street heading, uh, you know, into or out of the old town, how you want. Um, we have living windows again this year. This was very popular last year. So basically, some of the shop windows on the street will be turned into stages. And this yeah. year, there will be concerts. So there will be huh. uh, jazz music, classical music, pop music. And it's, um, it, it's already happened for, uh, for two Saturdays now. So it's every Saturday of Advent at four. Okay. I think I saw someone singing on the stairs of well, the go. department store there. Okay. Yeah. So, that, so that was that. Okay. Uh, so it's going to happen for uh, two more Saturdays. Okay. Um, in addition to that, tomorrow is when the gingerbread mania starts. So that's a very fun exhibition on Bernu Road in an art gallery. It's happened as well for, I think, over, over 10 years now they've organized this. So this is... Oh, just on the, on the side of Old Town, near the kind of tram Yes, stop. exactly. Oh, okay. There's this yeah, art gallery that yeah. always has, has something, and now it's going to have the gingerbread mania again. Yeah. This year's theme is music. So that means that they will be making gingerbread art, whether it's sculpture or whatever, from, you know, from gingerbread art, and the theme will be music. Who and who makes... Are there special, like, gingerbread specialists that are making these, these are, things? Are as they, they say as well on their own website, these are just artists from all around Estonia. Usually, um, or throughout history, there's been over 100 people who have taken part in making these oh. uh, pieces of art. So uh, the names are named at the 
piece of art itself. So there are lots of different uh, people who sort of contribute to this. Amazing. Yes. Okay. So we have that. Another really cool, fun new thing this year is the Christmas bus. The Christmas bus by City Tour is a double-decker hop-on, hop-off bus that has a special route during uh, Christmas time. Okay. So from Friday to Sunday, three times a day, uh, you can uh, take this bus. The uh, interior is decorated in a Christmassy fashion. Uh, there will be an audio guide that will introduce the city as per usual. You'll have a fun uh, bus driver with a Santa hat. And um, as a special surprise, uh, kids under seven can ride free on this bus. So it's nice. definitely okay. something nice for kids and for families. And I guess it goes all around the city. It goes all around the city. It starts things. in the uh, Old Town. Well, it starts near Vero Street, actually. Okay. So at Vero Square, we call it. And then it does a little circle around the Old Town. It doesn't go in, obviously. And then it goes to Kadriorg, to the Song Festival grounds, to Pirita. And then oh, wow. it turns around. Yeah, and it's all a hop-on, hop-off bus. So hop-on, hop-off bus. So that means that... You can leave at a stop if you want. Just walk around and take the next bus cool. further. Yes. Amazing. Okay, so different things around the city. I think we also mentioned in, in the news section, uh, there's events at Noblesner. Um, yes, there's, uh, Noblesner has a beautiful Christmas tree. We, you know, we have obviously the um, old town one is, is the most beautiful. <laughs> We're obliged to say no, but it is very beautiful. We are very lucky to have a lot of great areas in Tallinn that are beautiful during Christmas time. The old town, obviously. Noblesner has really also taken up that, yeah. that sort of activity to, to bring Christmas cheer to the city. Um, Rottermanni, which is just by the mm -hmm. old town, they have Christmas trees. But yes, the old town is definitely the heart of Christmas. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And it was so amazing on the weekend with all the snow and, and bucketing down, um, absolutely. Um, question, the Christmas tree in the Old Town Square. I know it's selected and you kind of nominate trees and things to be selected to be the Christmas tree of the Old Town. Um, who chooses it in the end? Is it the committee or is it the city that ends up choosing the Christmas tree? I believe it's the city. The city? Okay. Does it, and it's absolutely fine if, if you don't know. Um, what are the criteria one looks for in that Christmas tree to judge? Is it height, girth, thickness? Evenness, yes. all of the above, uh, prettiness? Probably all of the above. I unfortunately don't know exactly the criteria, but I believe those could be found because usually when they announce the, um, the sort of contest or, you know, they uh, uh, allow people to nominate trees that they know or they've okay. seen. So it has to be a certain height at least. It has to, you know, look nice. It doesn't, it can't <laughs> be, you know, you know what I mean? Sort of yeah. has to be thick. It has to be uh, pleasant. But uh, the specific... Uh, because I don't know exactly. Okay. Sorry. No, that's great. It's good to know that when I'm out hiking and walking and things during the year, I should be on the lookout for a really good Christmas tree. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, Amir, what is, it, what is it like to be part of, actually part of the event? Like, is there a really great kind of community and camaraderie around being part of, I guess, you build up to it all year and then it all happens in one, well, for us it feels short, for you it probably feels very long, uh, period of time at the end of the year. Yeah, definitely. And the vendors themselves, they've created kind of a group. So because they work together for yeah. almost 40 days, so they come every morning, they're like, how, how are you? <laughs> and us as the team as well, we have uh, 
got to know all the vendors over the years because we have a lot of um, the same vendors every year. Okay. So it's a, like a nice little family almost. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, being part of any event is amazing, but I can, I can imagine that being part of something festive and, and so yeah. community-driven at the end of the year would be, uh, would be an amazing experience. Great. Um, anything else we need to know about the markets, about um, the, the Christmas events in Tallinn in general? I have uh, something I'd like to add as well. Please do. Um, so we are Visit Tallinn. We are the main tourism uh, organization in Tallinn. We have a advent calendar uh, uh -huh. this year. So every day there is a new surprise, okay. uh, which usually is free entry to a museum or uh, an attraction. So we have uh, for 24 days something new for everyone who takes part. So all you have to do is go on visittalent.ee or find us on Facebook, which is Visit Tallinn. And you'll find the advent calendar link and you can see what's the surprise for today. For example, uh, today is free entry to the uh, ice rink in the Old Town. Oh, cool. So, so is it valid for today? Yeah, so all you so, have to okay. do is, uh, you know, you check what's, uh, what's the surprise for that day and you go there, you just say visit Tallinn as the password and you ah, get free entry. Okay. Amazing, that's such a good initiative. I love yes. that. Okay. So it's uh, thanks to uh, all the museums and attractions yeah. that have really taken part. Yeah, definitely. And I think one, you know, if we can take a positive from from the years now that we've had uh, with COVID, it's been the ability to better explore your own city, which I think has been amazing. And, and Talon, I think, has done an amazing job of uh, promoting its own attractions to people that you never get out and see your own city, right? You're always kind of off traveling the world and, and things, but that's a, a really great initiative to get to know the city better in winter. So thanks. So if, you, if anyone's more interested about what's going on in Tallinn during Christmas or whenever, just visit visittallinn.ee and you'll find out events, you'll read some cool articles about what to do, uh, and I think you'll be inspired. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Good luck, Merit. Um, still a couple, of a couple of weeks, I guess, to go. Yeah, a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks to go. Good luck. Um, hang in there. And thank you very much, Mary, for coming and sharing uh, all the news about Tallinn. Thanks. That's a wrap on episode six of Talent Talks. If you want more local news content, then subscribe to the Talent in Brief English newsletter today. The newsletter, which comes out once a month, provides a great overview of what is happening in the capital. You can find a subscription link in the podcast description below. Also, if you live in the city center or you're just interested in everyday updates from Kesklin, or maybe you have some questions for the local authorities and are willing to share your thoughts and ideas on urban space organization or any other concerns regarding Tallinn's central district, then join the Tallinn City Centre for Expats official Facebook community administered by the Tallinn City Centre government. Don't forget to subscribe to the Tallinn Talks YouTube channel as well while you're at it. My name is Solis Rose Quarte. Thank you very much for joining us. And until we meet again... Merry, Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. To everyone, stay safe, stay warm, and we will see you in the new year. Bye.